Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 93. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and I count it an honor and privilege to be here to share with you the word of God that's put on my heart for a lost and dying world and current Christians for help that is needed. And as you know, we've been going over the book of Job the last few weeks. And we're going to be continuing our study today on the book of Job, starting in chapter 18. And as you know, God's Internet Church Podcast is an extension to the ministry of God's Internet Online Church. That's live each week on Facebook. And as you know, the these last few... This is what our schedule is, Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays, about 2 o'clock, you can start listening to God's Internet Church Podcasts. They're uploaded, pre-taped and uploaded by 2 o'clock on Tuesday, Wednesdays and Thursdays. Then on Wednesdays, we are live for God's Internet Church Online Bible Study, which we've been studying the book of Proverbs. And then on Sunday night at 7 o'clock, we, we do our God's Internet Church online Sunday night service at 7 o'clock. And the Bible studies for God's Internet Church Bible study is also at 7 o'clock on Wednesdays. So that's what we've been into. And Easter is now past. And... We're going to start and and have a fresh start with God and what he's got planned. And we're going to continue where we left off on God's Internet Church Podcast 92, which is we're talking about the book of Job. Now... As we know that the book of Job that we've been studying the last 18, 17 chapters and we're going to look at chapter 18 chapter 18 today And let me tell you something, saints. It's an honor and privilege to be here to do that with you. And But before we do that, we're going to look kind of over chapter 17 to review just to bring us up to speed. And I hope everyone had a good Easter holiday because I did. We actually didn't get to get out of town because we're having some issues with getting our car on the road. And it's starting to get a little bit ridiculous. But we know God has a plan and he has a plan for a reason. So we're trying to trust God with that. 
and so much but I hope you had a blessed Easter and I hope you enjoyed what we shared on God's Internet Church Online Church if you did and the title of it was The Journey to the Cross to Our Salvation and it, you can find it on Facebook under God's Internet Church uh, God's Internet Church and you should be able and join and you should be able to access it there but to getting into the reviewing of God's Internet Church episode 92 of chapter 17 Job continued his reply here to Zeppa and basically he was telling him that his friends were not kind they treated him bad and then Job started to pray and then he started to talk about his suffering and you know our suffering sometimes brings us into a place where we want to be weak and we want to go down but we continue just like Job did even though he complained to God a little bit he still did not forsake God the effects of Job's trouble were Job's situation impressed other people powerful good people admired Job for his attitude in other words they were impressed that everything that was going on with him that he kept going forward with God even though it didn't look like it was good then Job says to his friends that they are not wise they're just continuing the babble that they've been doing and stuff on the low surface instead of going to God and asking for guidance and that's really what we should do is go to God and ask for what to say and not to say something because most of the stuff they were saying Job already knew and realized now we're getting to Bildad again for his second speech to Job in chapter number 18 so if you got your Bibles with you open them up to the book of Job chapter number 18 and there are just two thoughts that we're going to deal with today two main thoughts and we might get into chapter 19 depending on where these thoughts leave us now Bildad's second speech okay let's go to verses chapter 18 of Job verses 1 through 4 and it says then Bildad who belonged to the people called Shutnites replied Zephyr and Zophar you should answer Job Job be sensible then we will speak you insult us as we if we were stupid animals but you should not think that we are evil you might hurt yourself when you are angry but the world will not change because of your trouble the rocks will not move because of you now the first three verses it seems that Job did not speak quietly he felt strong emotion Bildad thought that Job was angry but Bildad thought that his own opinion was more important of course a person that's trying to help you sometimes 
that are stuck on themselves like it seems these three are their opinion is the only one that matters not yours and you know that's supposed to be different when you are helping somebody you're going to help them not to stroke your evil yourself you've got to go and listen to them and give them the best guidance that God gives you to give them so Bildad thought his 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 statement was more important than Job's thoughts and feelings and when you're there to help someone you need to make them more important he did not want Job to interrupt so Bildad told Job to calm down let me tell you something saints I've learned something here when someone is going through something the worst thing to say to them is calm down because that even makes them more because <clears throat> mad because they're going through something you're making it more about yourself than what their problem is and then they're getting hyped to, sh to, to get your attention and then you're shutting them down that's not a good thing to do and that's why I say the best thing to do as a Christian to help your fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord or friends in the Lord you need to ask God you need to go there to listen and ask God to help you speak to them what he wants you to speak not what you want to speak and that's basically what a minister's got to do too you know a lot of people think ministers get up there and they pick what they want to preach and in a roundabout way they do but you know they don't because they go led by God on what God wants them to preach on okay and that's the way I set my sermons up you know I go and I ask God to guide me and he shows me a scripture and then I ask him to uh, consult with him as I'm writing it out and that's why you hear me pray let it be the words that you want me to say and not what I want when we do get to the service and sometimes God would change things that I do have written out but the important thing is we got to listen to God to give to the people or the person we're trying to help what he wants us to share it's not all about us it's about Christ and the person that are going through it verse 4 in other words Job could not change the words of Bildad's thought Job needed to learn about reality so in other words Bildad came into this saying hey no matter what you're going to say to me you're not going to change my opinion of you that's wrong they're supposed to be there to help this man get through this time and crisis that he's going through and these are supposed to be three good friends of his and, the, and over the last I say from chapter 3 to 17 now 18 they're beating their head beating him up verbally physically not physically beating them up but verbally and mentally 
saying that he, that he has to be a bad person for God to do all this to us, to you. But let me tell you something, saints. We know that God, there's three ways that God uses this situation, can use this situation, and he uses it with his people. One, to get our attention. Two, to get us from sinning. And three, to get right with him. And then three, what is going on is that the devil challenged God and God's allowing the challenge to happen to prove the devil wrong. And that's what's going on here. But we also got to remember that Job and these three friends of his don't realize that. And that's why as friends we need we need to be careful what we say and how because we could be recarnable of what happens to Job they could be recarnable of what happens to Job especially if he just went around and killed himself because he's talking about he wants to die you know and then Job's blood would be on their hands or if they turned Job from serving God their blood would Job's blood would be on their hands so it's very important what we say is make sure it's what God wants you to say and not what you want. You just, people just don't want to hear you yapping. They want to hear what God wants to say to them through you. Now, let's go through verses 5 to 21. And it says, A wicked man will die. He will. He is like a lamp that is off. Or he is like a fire that does not burn. His tent will be dark. A candle will not burn there. If a wicked man is strong, he will become weak. If his own schemes will cause his trouble. He is like a man who walks into a net. Or like a man who steps on a hunter trap. Or like a man who falls in the well. There is danger in every direction for that wicked man. His trouble is like a wild animal. The animal chases him. The animal is hungry. That animal will attack. The, that animal will eat man's skin. And that animal will kill that man. In his tent, the wicked man was safe. But his death will be terrible. His tent will burn. His possessions will become ashes. The wicked man will be like a dead tree. He will be like a tree with dry root. The dead branches nobody will remember. The wicked man no one will record his name. He must leave this bright world. He belongs in the darkness of his grave. He will have no son. He will have no grandson. Nobody will live in the place where that wicked man liveth. The wicked man ter terribly death will upset everyone. But a wicked man deserves a terrible death. These things ought to happen to a man who does not know God. And the second one under this title is a the title of these the, the scripture is dealing with a wicked man will suffer a terrible death. Verses 5 to 21, Bilbad's only ideal in this chapter was that a wicked man 
is never successful. Bildad did not actually say that Job was wicked, but Bildad clearly had this opinion. He didn't say it, but he implied it. And he's basically telling Job that he's not going to be successful, he's not going to be anything, and that he's going to die, and no one will ever know about this. Well, that's interesting that Bill Dad would say this, but we have a book here telling us all about Job, don't we? Mm -hmm. So that tells you how far sometimes we are when we're thinking in our own mind. You know, that's why we need to go to God. Verses 5 and 6, Bildad was sure that the wicked man could not continue to live. He said, a candle can only burn for a few hours. Then there is darkness. Bildad thought that a wicked man would only live for a short time. Job expected to die soon. So Job seemed to be like this wicked man. So he's going from what he's seen, yeah. Job lost his family, lost all of his possessions, he lost his children's homes, he lost his, his cattle, he lost a lot of his main servants. So they believe that Job is evil because of all the stuff was taken away from him because it's taught that God punishes the person to through three, four generations and their family will not have a family to be known. And as we know, Job lost his family. But as we know, there was done to try to get Job to turn his back on God, which didn't happen. And we'll learn later that Job gets all that back and more. All right. Verses 7 to 10. The wicked man tries to make trouble for other people. But he himself suffers from his own evil scheme. He is like a stupid hunter who walks into his own trap. Now, I got a, a, an offense there. Here's a man that said Job was a good man and shunned evil. But now his friends are sitting there saying that basically he's a stubborn old man, he's like a stupid hunter, and he's wicked. What kind of friends are these? You know, what kind of encouragement are this? It's stupid. Job said that God caused his trouble, perhaps. Bildad thought that Job caused his own trouble. And though Bildad is saying, you think God caused your trouble, you did it. You had to cause her trouble. Now, neither of them are right. God allowed the devil to cause this trouble. So it was the devil that caused this trouble. All right. Verses 11 through 13. Bildad described something terrible that chased the wicked man. Bildad did not actually say that he was thinking about the wild animals. So the wild animals is just a description of the wicked man's trouble. So he's not calling Job a wild animal. His trotted seemed to be everywhere and his trouble became worse and worse. And in the end, the man died because of his trouble. And his death is a terrible death. So he's basically telling me, your trouble is going to end soon. And you're going to die a terrible death. When this man is supposed to be encouraging Job? Unbelievable, brother and sister in the Lord listening to this. This is crazy. 
Job had terrible skin troubles. His troubles seemed impossible to escape from, and then their troubles were getting worse and worse. So Bildad thought that Job must be a wicked man. It's time for us to sing saints to stop worrying about other people's and help them but worry about our own troubles first and be there to listen to people and talk to people when God leads us to do this verses 14 and 15 deals when Bildad talks about the man's tent he is not simply meaning a home he's also meaning a man's life a man may tent may seem to be good home but the tent is temporary. So a wicked man's life is like a tent. His life cannot last for long. He will soon die. The thought about these, verse 16. So what does that mean? It means that our life are temporary. Our problems should be temporary. But Bildad's saying that your life is going to be temporary and you're going to be punished. I don't understand these people. Verse 16. The thought about the tree gave comfort to Job. A tree that seems dead can live again. But Bildad thought that the Job ideal was not reality. He remained reminded Job that a tree can really die. It's like for every gloping hymner that Job was trying to find these friends were trying to steal it away from him. Is that what we're supposed to do when we encourage people? No. We're supposed to say agree with them or help them and ask God to guide us what to say. And I know I've been saying that a lot, but these people are getting me mad. Verses 17 through 19. Bildad thought that Job was wicked, so Bildad warned Job no one would remember Job after his death. Job had no children alive. Job trusted God to prove that Job was innocent. So in other words, they're saying, you're not going to be remembered. <laughs> I wish God would resurrect these three and show them how he's resurrected. Show them how he's remembered in the book of the Bible. Job trusted God to prove that Job was innocent. But Bildad thought that Job's situation was hopeless. And let me tell you something, saints. If you go into that situation, and the thing is, if you got nothing good to say, you shouldn't say it at all. If you can't help people, just listen. But if you're going down and tearing them down, that's not the way, right, right way to help them. You know, let God ask God to show you what to say if they're asking you what to say. But if they're not asking for your opinion, you should be keeping your mouth shut anyways because sometimes people just need to talk and vent. Okay? Verses 20 and 21. Job thought that his troubles had some good effects. Bildad did not believe this a wicked man death may upset everyone. But a wicked man dealt death would not help anybody. 
Bildad said these things because he wanted to help Job. Ha! <laughs> I'm sorry, thanks, and my brethren out there and sisters in the Lord listening. I'm laughing, but because it don't seem like he wants to help Job here. It just seems like he wants to destroy Job. Bildad wanted Job to confess his evil deeds to God. If Job did this, then God would forgive Job. But Bildad never really understood that Job was a good man. Now, in a roundabout way, Bildad is right. If Job was evil, if he did have sins, he did need to confess them. And at this point, I'm going to share something that I do. I, the way I live my life. There's some people out there that question me sometimes with my sincerity of salvation. And they'll say, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing this, you're doing that. And my question is to them, why ain't I convicted about it? Now, I'm not saying I'm going out there and I'm sinning, you know. But, you know, you get some people out there that believe that you shouldn't do certain things or this or that and this or that and that and this. But let me tell you something, saints. They're not my judge. I live the best Christian life that I can live, right? I'm a good man. I shun evil. And I live for God. Am I human? Yes. Am I going to make mistakes? Yes, just like all of us will. But let me tell you something, saints. If you're doing something wrong, God will come and convict you. And that's what Job's trying to tell his friends here. I'm not doing anything wrong. I live the way God's code is. And I don't understand why you're attacking me. But then he also says I'm only human. And I do make mistakes. But when I do, I go to God and I repent. Hasn't he said that? But let me that's the way it is. But that's when it comes out to the New Testament, Jesus says, Take the wood out of your own eye before you take it out of your brother's eye. In other words, let me and let them deal with their sin and me deal with their sin. And you deal with yours too first. Sometimes God does use people in to help us. But we got to remember to do it in love. Not hatred. And that's what these three friends are doing. They're doing it meanly. And not in love. Now we also got to remember. None even Job don't realize. What's going on here. God's got the big picture. But if you feel like you're not doing something wrong. You will get convicted. Trust me by the Holy Spirit today. <laughs> Now, the Holy Spirit wasn't around. Well, the Holy Spirit probably was around. But he wasn't given to... Jesus didn't die and he wasn't given to the world yet as a gift. To help guide our lives. But let me tell you something, saints. People know today when they are wrong. Because God will convict them. When they are wrong. And in 
Just because you did something maybe another person might be wrong doesn't mean that you did wrong by the Bible. Because there's some people out there that believe you shouldn't dance. And the Bible don't talk about the night you can't dance, does it? There's some people who believe you can't go to a movie. But the Bible doesn't say you can't go to a movie, does it? Now, should you go to a movie that is healthy and Christian-worthy? Yes. See, that's my point. Now, I'm not talking about biblical things. People see you doing things in the world that they think you shouldn't be doing. And they're talking, give you grief for it. And that's what I'm talking about. But let me tell you something, saints. If God's not convicting you, that means you're okay with what's going on that you're doing. Now, we came to the end of the Bible podcast and Bible study here. And we've got like two minutes on the air. So we'll probably go over five minutes. Um, we're going to go through our prayer requests time. And then we're going to do our benediction talk for the week. I mean for today. And and so we've been having prayer requests from my dad, James Weaver. He's got an aneurysm on his aorta. Plus he's been not eating too well this last month. And he's been eating but hasn't had the desire to eat. So we're going to pray. But he's been eating. But we're going to pray. We need to pray for that. And then we got to pray for... Um, my mom and her back and we got to pray for my cousin Margaret and her leg and we got to pray for our friend Lloyd from the neighborhood where we used to live he's got cancer and then we're going to pray for my brother-in-law and my wife as they close the estate out um, then we got to pray for my friend Sean he's like a brother from another mother um, he's got an unspoken plus he's got you know he wants his mom to have strength to be able to take care of his dad because he's got bad heart problems and plus her sister now too who can't take care of herself and then we gotta pray for my friend Paul who lives in Georgia and uh, for his back and for his business and for his for his daughter not to get coronavirus and then we gotta pray for my cousin Sharon and all the things going on in her life and for her tennis elbow and for my sister my for my for my cousin-in-law, soon-to-be cousin-in-law, for her fatty tissue on her liver so it don't have her pass out anymore. And that for her elbow. And pray for my Aunt Denise for her upcoming surgery on her colon to get the pollocks off. And for her back. And then for my grandma, because we're praying for her eyes and legs and ears to work a little bit better as she's living down on this earth and then uh, for my blood pressure and it's been working pretty well better since they just moved the medicine around a little bit and then for my cousin Lori and other things going on in her life and so let's pray and we're going to do a general prayer here and we'll get back 
into trying to do it separately. But I hope you, you guys are writing these needs down. And if you're, if you are, I encourage you to go back and write these needs down. Pray for them daily for us. Let's pray, dear Heavenly Father. We ask you right now to go, and we ask you to touch everything that needs healing. We ask you to give guidance where there needs to be guidance. We ask you to be manifestation of your healing. We just ask you to move by your spirit in these needs. We ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. And amen. Now, I'm going to close you out with the benediction blessing for today. And it's number two. Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steepest, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. 1 Corinthians 50, 15, 58. And I ask you to write that down while you're writing things down and pray that over your family today. Pray that over your loved ones today. Pray it over yourself today. And just simply open it up and read it as a prayer to God. And you will see a change in your family's life. And on that note, I want you to love one another, help one another, and be kind to one another. Especially in these times. And we'll be back with you with the book of Job, chapter number 19. Where Job responds to Bildad's second speech. Tomorrow, which is Wednesday. On that note, I'd like to say God bless you and have a blessed day.